Hey, I'm Spencer Powell and welcome to Remodeler Stories, where we highlight remodelers. Every remodeler has a unique story and journey and we can all learn from each other. Stay tuned for a mix of inspiration, tactical tips, unique strategies, and some laughter. The remodeling business is tough, but rewarding, and we're all in this together. Let's kick this thing off. Before we get into today's show, let's talk about our show sponsor, Remodeler Growth Community. Remodeler Growth Community is a peer-to-peer networking group exclusively for remodelers. For a low monthly fee, you get access to some of the best minds in the industry, life-changing business strategies, and the ability to connect and learn from people who've walked the path you walk. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back, so there's absolutely no risk to you. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. Today, I sit down with Peter Glaw of Premier Quality Renovations. Having grown up surrounded by his father's cabinet making, he knew at a very early age that building and creating dream spaces was part of his DNA. While his friends were clocking in their hours at the local eateries as part of their summer jobs, Peter would spend his high school summers helping his father out building houses and doing renovation projects. That paved his way towards creating his own company. He continued with this passion, first buying homes, renovating them, and selling them when word of mouth spread about his impeccable craftsmanship, attention to detail, and his unrivaled passion for the art of construction. And before he knew it, he started to lend his services for those seeking to give their home a much-needed update. Premier quality renovations, just like any excellent service, it's the word of mouth that breeds its success. And that is exactly what Peter found when one project led to another. Friends would tell their friends, referrals would be repetitive, and of course, creating a satisfied and loyal customer base. Now for my conversation with Peter Glaw. Hey, Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Spencer. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited for today. Maybe give everyone a rundown. What's the business? Where are you located? All that good stuff. Thanks. Uh, we're, we're located in Toronto, Canada. It's in, in Ontario near, near Niagara Falls, Buffalo. Basically, quick uh, rundown on us. Uh, we were... Uh, we came here from, from uh, Germany, my father, my uncle, and myself as a little boy. And my father and my uncle were builders. I grew up in the building industry and remodeling industry. And then I continued on my own, took over my father's business and became very, very busy with uh, four solid crews, doing anything from uh, new home construction to remodeling, renovating of all sizes. But as time went on, people would say, could you do my remodeling in my house, blah, blah, blah. And I would say, of course I can, but... I'm busy, so you got to wait a year or two. Boy, it's terrible. Can, well, I've got time. Can you just show me how to do it? So then a little birdie hit me and said, you know what? Why don't I act as their teacher? Why don't I act as a consultant to them? So that's how it all began, a renovation consulting business in addition to our other construction business. And the way it works, you want to be your own general contractor. You don't have to know what a tool or a hammer or a saw looks like. You don't know how to use it. You want to be the orchestrator of the trades to make the job flow. I would compare it to becoming an airplane pilot. If you just decide to jump an airplane and fly, you'll probably have a bad day. But if I can take it to uh, ground school so we can learn from the ground up, or in our case, we have a book that we wrote on how to be your own general contractor. That would be like going to uh, school, very easy read. Then number two, you want to go with an instructor into the airplane, or in our case, you want to hire one of our premier renovation consultants to consult and hold your hand through the journey of being a joint contractor. And of course, then we have a product called the Access Card, which allows the homeowner or the joint contractor to 
log into our website, obtain all products at wholesale pricing, ranging from 20 to 60% off of retail, and that goes for everything, wood, lumber, tiles, uh, lighting, and so on. It also gives you access to verified trades, plumbers, electricians, HVAC, and so on, that we have personally used, checked out, make sure they're properly insured and licensed and illegal to operate in your jurisdiction. So with this unique system, it's become very successful. And we actually consult worldwide. Most of it's done in Canada and the United States. But we do a lot of tele- telephone consulting over Europe and other countries also. So uh, another way of comparing it is uh, just pretend you want to be an orchestra leader. If I'm the conductor waving the little baton, you're standing beside me, and you've got all the musicians out there. Each musician is a trade. The drummer is a plumber, the uh, clarinets, uh, electricians, so on and so on. They're waiting for the general contractor's direction. So I'm giving direction. Then I'm going to pass the baton to you, the new general contractor. You'll do it. If I watch it, it's not working right. I'll help you along until eventually you're conducting on your own or you're flying on your own, or in our case, you're being your own general contractor. We have some people that have no experience whatsoever that have come to us. And now, especially one fellow, his name is Nick, and he's on our website, but he's now built his eighth house using our system. So it's fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. I love hearing like the evolution of, of businesses. And I'm curious, like going back to the beginning when, when you guys first came over, you said from Germany, I guess, what did those early years look like for, for you? Were you like scrapping lots or how are you involved uh, with uh, the business? Well, I was really young. I was only three and a half years old. So I was just okay. a little baby. But I grew up in the industry with my father and my uncle building homes. And when I was a young boy in summer holidays, instead of selling ice cream cones and newspapers, I was in the job site working away. My father paid me uh, adult minimum wage. So I felt, I felt fantastic. I had money as a young kid. And I really, I really liked the industry. And as of the age of 14, I was actually uh, reading blueprints and uh, running complete uh, job sites. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So when did you break out on your own? You said eventually you, you did that and started your own thing? I did. I did. Uh, when it was my 20s, I, uh, I worked with my father and I also started my own company. And uh, we worked hand in hand. And as, as we grew, the customers kept following us. And uh, eventually my father retired and then all of the existing clientele that my father had and his company also came to our company and it's been quite successful ever since. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What do you think has been like one of the most challenging things about running your own business and growing, growing a business? Good question. I'll tell you, to me, a successful businessman is an organized businessman. And I, especially in the contractor remodelers field, I see so many of them who are totally disorganized. Dirty cars, dirty vans, tools all over the place, don't know where you left your stuff, invoices, receipts. And you know what? It, it, it's tough for you um, as a businessman or a woman. And it's also not very presentable to the client. You know, I mean, clients really like to have a clean, organized, safe workplace and, and somebody that's organized and knows what they're doing. So that's for sure. That's why I teach everybody. Be organized. The more organized you are, the easier business becomes. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that one. And my default is not to be organized. So I have to battle hard against that one. Yeah. Well, what do you think have been like, I guess I always think about like if somebody's starting, 
their own business today, you know, and you could pass along, you know, something either from like a mistake you made where you're like, oh, you really don't want to make this mistake or just something you've uncovered along the way where you're, you're going, this would have helped me in my first couple of years. <laughs> For sure. No, no. I mean, I mean, so the, uh, the organizational skills are, are, are critical. And then the other thing is in this business, I find the honesty is what's going to take you a long way. There's a lot of people in every industry, they're in for a quick buck, and a uh, customer says, how long is your warranty? Well, as soon as I get your last check, I'm out of the door. You'll never see me again. And that happens a lot in our industry, unfortunately. And we see a lot of horror stories. It's on the news every day. A homeowner gives a remodeler deposit. The guy either never shows up or he does a horrible job and uh, homeowner is out. And there's a lot of bad stories. The problem with that is you're always chasing a new client, new client, because you're not going to get referrals. Just can get bad news. And let's face it, good news travels slow, but bad news travels rapidly. So yeah, be honest with the client, be upfront, tell them what it's going to be. Don't say it's going to be $100,000 when you know it's going to be $150,000. Do it the other way around, say it's going to be $180,000. And then when you come through at $150,000, wow, this is amazing. I saved $30,000. Just, just, just honesty, good hard work. And make sure you get good qualified people to do the work. Tell the customer, listen, if you want a good job done, you need a good tradesperson. If you want a cheap job done, then I'm the wrong person for you because you know I, I don't want to do anything bad where you're going to call me back or it's going to fail on you later. So I think for every industry, organizational skills, honesty, and good people that you're working with. Yeah, if you get those right, you'll you'll go far. I like it. What do you think like gets you fired up about the business, or what's the most like fun and and rewarding for you? Well, I, I'm a people person. And honestly, after all these years, I'm 64 now, every morning I get up at five o'clock and I can't wait to get on the phone, talk to customers and clients and to, and to, to get into my vehicle, go to the job sites, meet with people. I, I just love it. And consulting with clients and teaching them the, the ways of remodeling. It's so rewarding for me. And you know what? When a client sees that you're thrilled and you love what you do with a passion, then they get the same passion and they're with you. But if you go into the job site and you're moping around and you're just not impressed with what you do, well, that rubs off to the client also. So be yeah. passionate about your job. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, the emotion transfers very, very quickly <laughs> and easily. So, <laughs> Answer, absolutely. I, I, I mean, just like you, when, when I'm talking to you, I can feel your passion for what you're doing and, and it rubs off on me. And the same thing. When you're talking to other people, it'll rub off on them. And now, now your client's going to be a lot easier to work with. They're going to trust you because they know you're sincere and you love what you do. You're not just in for a quick dollar. And you're, you're organized and you come across with truthful words. And the other thing is, if you don't know, tell the customer, listen, I really don't know. I'm so sorry. But I will find out the answer for you. Yep. Honesty, right? Yeah, honesty. Yeah, cool. yeah I like it. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, 
We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, I'm going to pivot on you a little bit. There's always like a weird or wacky like project or client story that comes to mind. So any anything you can think of there? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly happened in the past and we're not going to mention names or not, but you do get clients that are really sweet at the beginning. They're they a good salesperson or and they'll, they'll make you lunch, they'll make you coffee. They'll be so sweet and nice to you. So you may let your guard down. And uh, near the end of the project, when it comes time to collect money, that's when some of these clients become from being so sweet and so nice. Until oh, no, oh, I thought this was included. I thought this was for free. Oh, it's just a small thing. You could do it. And I don't mind doing a couple of small things. But when they start taking advantage of your niceness and your generosity, that's when it stops. So I think you have to be very firm with a client in a nice way from the beginning to the end. And if they know what they're paying for, what they're getting, it's usually okay. It's it's when it's when they they're, they're trying to trick you, they're trying to fool you, and you don't catch on. And then later on, you need to collect your money. That's when the problems begin. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that, it doesn't take too many times until you're like, oh, okay, I see what's going on, and then you start changing your process a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. And another unique thing that we do, what that we recommend for everybody, which is really unique. We pay as you go. In other words, let's go to a restaurant. If I'm going to go to a restaurant, a nice restaurant, I'm going to order a steak or whatever. Can you imagine if the restaurant truly said, oh, could you pay in advance? I mean, McDonald's, of course. But a nice restaurant, no. So we don't ask for a lot of money up front either. That's what wins us a lot of jobs over many other contractors in that we only take $5,000 deposit for any job. doesn't matter how big or small. That's our handshake. And then we tell the customer, at the end of every week, we're going to collect money's due. So now they're happy because they say, well, great, I made a mistake. If I'm happy, I'm going to pay. Or I've received renovation. If I'm happy, I'm going to pay. Well, if I'm not happy, it's a horrible, shoddy workmanship. They shouldn't be paying anyways. So you're content with yourself. You know you do good workmanship. They should be happy to pay. Matter of fact, a lot of customers say, Peter, do I owe you any money? Oh, okay. Thanks for asking. The worst that can happen in this scenario is that if you do a big job, you might supply 10, 20, $40,000 of materials in the first week. You have to be careful. In that case, if they walked on you, you'd lose that 20, 30,000. It hasn't happened. And it usually doesn't happen at the beginning. And then you're okay. So collect at the end of every week, every Friday, every Friday. Eventually, you're going to collect a little bit more than what you actually put out. So you'll have a little bit of a buffer. But by using this system, they can be rest assured that they're not going to be taken for any money from the contractor. They're paying as they go. So 
Yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and it allows you to course correct along the way. If that week didn't go well, then you can. It's like great. We're going to solve this before, and then we'll collect payment, and then we'll move to the next phase. So yeah, I can see how that would work pretty well. All right, we're going to fast forward to current. You know, I know you said you've got several crews, pretty busy, and then you're also teaching people how to be their own GCs and doing the consulting piece. I guess fast forward three to five years, like what's the future of the business look like? Like, do you want that same mix or do you see it evolving some more or? I really like what we're doing. I continue with our four uh, team crew um, because it's managed uh, pretty well by my team leaders. So it's, it's not, uh, it doesn't require a lot of involvement on my behalf, but I am certainly growing our PCC system. That's a uh, premier certified contractor, just like we're doing here in, in Canada. And we have a lot of inquiries worldwide, and especially in the United States because we're neighboring countries. And we'd certainly like to uh, launch this program extensively in the United States. It's a very successful system. It works well for us. And what we're really looking for is the remodeler or contractor that's a one person or one person plus a helper who would like to earn substantial extra income. And it's very easy income because you're, you're just consulting. You're, you're, you're having a coffee with a client. You spend an hour or two with them. And you're making very good money, much more than you would make as a remodeler, certainly. So the system works well. I mean, we'd like to share this system with other people that are interested in, in learning our ways. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think, you know, we, you and I talked a little bit before we hit record, but just that passing down knowledge kind of component, I think, is a really cool piece of what you're doing with that, with the consulting piece. All right, I got a couple, couple questions kind of wrap us up here. One is around like industry challenges. And I've been asking this to everybody, like we've obviously faced a lot of challenges the last couple of years. Demand has not been one of those challenges. It's been in other places, supply chain, labor shortages, all that kind of stuff. But what do you think are the top one or two things that like as an industry, we all need to yeah. be kind of like thinking about solving for over the next 12 to 36 months? Good question, Spencer. Some of the biggest problems we've been having, especially since COVID started two years ago, is material shortage. And that's it's created a lot of havoc. So what we've done with our uh, premier certified system is we have sourced many uh, stable suppliers. So we're pretty good at uh, getting you materials for, for your building in all uh, areas. The other thing is labor is becoming more and more difficult to find good quality trades. Um, and as you know, our, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, they came to the United States and came to Canada from other countries, and a lot of them were tradespeople. Well, unfortunately, a lot of the younger people aren't going to trade school anymore. They're, they're going to computer school and doctors and so on and so on, which is cool. But we need trades because uh, we, we have immigration. It's here in Canada, anyways, I'm sure you're in, in the United States also. Immigration is growing, growing, growing. People coming here with substantial amounts of money from other countries. And people need food, water, shelter. Shelter is what, uh, what, what we're providing. And the trades is a problem. So if you have a good trades crew, keep them. Cherish them. Take good care of them. We pay them substantially more than the average. So they don't want to leave because you know, they're, they're, they're having good money with us. We treat them really, really well. So that's, that's your, your nucleus. You need good trades people. And top of that is just managing your trades. Keep them happy. Keep the customers happy. And, and then we're, we're good. We've noticed the last two years, our business has gone up approximately a little bit over doubled in two years. So if we made a million dollars, we've now made over two million. 
And why does that happen? Because we found that during this last two-year crisis, a lot of homeowners are saying, you know what, I can't travel, I can't do this, I can't go to restaurants, blah, 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 I'm quarantined. I'm going to put my money into my property, into my house. So people are spending ridiculous amounts of money. So now it's just a matter of trying to keep these people happy, capturing them, and then working with them and providing their needs. And then the word will pass around that you're the guy. And we're really busy, more than we've ever been. That's good. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a very interesting times right now for the yeah. modeling space. One final question for you. If you could just leave like one piece of advice for other remodeling business owners that are listening, one thing you want to pass along, what would that be? Honesty, transparency, and organization, or organizational skills. Right on. I think that'd be it. Cool. Well, Peter, thanks so much for sharing your story and, and your journey and what you guys are up to. Yeah, really enjoyed it today. Spencer, thanks very much for the interview. Thanks for tuning in to Remodeler Stories. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every month we pick a winner and send out a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. Just leave a review over on iTunes to enter to win. See you next time.